Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of Mr. Consistent, Jared Bell. This is a podcast where we invite friends of the brand into our studio. We get to know their story a little bit better. We chat all things business, culture, and marketing, all while shaking up a few cocktails. This week on the Shake Up Podcast, Emma Claire joins me on the mic and all the way from Sydney. Emma is a self-made influencer who is known for remaining very open and raw with her audience. She speaks about the highs and lows she experiences throughout her life. This hasn't always been her full-time job. Emma dives straight into how everything unfolded and led her into this career change. With Sydney just recently coming out of serious lockdowns due to COVID, Emma chats about the whole experience and what that was like. The postponement of her wedding and the Penrith Panthers tattoo that actually sent her viral. So welcome Emma Claire and let's get into this week's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of the Shake Up podcast. This week, this episode... We've got a guest. She's in Sydney. She's out of bloody lockdown, finally. You guys are out. Emma, Claire, how are you? Hi, guys. I am good. I'm excited to be on the podcast. And, yes, I'm excited to be out of bloody lockdown. It it was not kind to me at all in the slightest. So it feels good to just be living life like normal again. How many days was it? To the best that we can. How many days was it? Did you keep count? Like it was mad? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, not at all. God, I feel like all the days just kind of like mixed into it, like one another. And like I was saying to my fiance the other night, I'm like, where the hell did this year go? Like we were in lockdown for so long, yet I feel like the year has just like flown. Like yeah, how it's is gone it December? really quick, huh? Yeah, yeah like madness. it's crazy. It's scary. I'm like, they really say like when you were younger, the older you get, the faster time goes and the faster that years go. And I was always like, no way. Now I'm like, fuck, give me my year back. <laughs> give, me, shit. Give, me, give me my year back. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I've got a um, one of our reps in Sydney. He actually, he does a bit of TikTok stuff and he was like, day 100 was the quote. And he was like playing um, beer pong with himself in the mirror. and like. Oh my God, it. was that him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember showing Aaron being like, "Look at this fucker." I'm like, "That's gonna be us soon." <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's him in his in his in his bathroom playing yeah. beer pong. So funny. <laughs> He's like, it, "It must." It honestly, I, kudos to you guys. Like getting through that. That's that's uh, oh, mentally, yeah, it must be so draining, so well. tough. Yeah, in Melbourne as well. Yeah, like it just, it's just one of those things that you kind of just like live life whatever and then something like that happens and you go oh fuck like it can be taken away like so quickly like really quickly like um, and even travel and stuff like that like we're still not even there you know like it still feels nah well I mean even for us in Sydney it's harder for us to get to you in Queensland (laughs) I can't even go to Tweed Heads international (laughs) right now (laughs) I can't go yeah I got a mate that just landed back from like Switzerland like and he was that after that morning and then he was down these on the beach at Bondi walking his dog around. And I'm like, I can't even go to Tweed Heads without having to do like yeah. six weeks quarantine to come back to <laughs> Cool and Gatter. It's, it's so madness. bad. It's so mad. <laughs> oh, it's madness. I It's funny. When Kirsten told me we were going to get you on the podcast, I was like, uh, I was like, yep, that's her. And the video that like I remembered was you doing like a TikTok dance that was like obviously a viral dance and your partner was just sitting on the couch like, What's going on? Is he acting or yeah. is he dead serious? Like you just bust no, out shit out. No, he literally just, just like... sits in the back. <laughs> he literally, I don't even tell him. I'm just, I literally just put my phone there. I press record and he'll just sit there and he'll be like, oh, yeah, another one. Another, another one, one, another one. On the night of the Panthers grand final, I like did one in front of him and he's just there like necking a whole beer in the background. I'm I like, remember. oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's learning. Was I'm it like, like a, he just plays along now. 
did you just do that and then all of a sudden like um because a couple of those like went pretty viral I, like i saw like, yeah couple, like a couple of them had like million views or million views yeah. plus like on instagram as well not not just tiktok yeah, I actually got more traction from them on Instagram than I did TikTok. I actually started Instagram Reels like right when Reels became a thing. So a lot of my early ones kind of went off because not many people were jumping on like the Reels bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now it's like everyone's on it. Everyone's um, on it. But yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I've always like, I'm a dancer. Like I grew up dancing. I'm a professional dancer. So I always was doing like the dancing TikToks and stuff. And then he just would never move out of the background. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to play I'm, on this. You just hear I see what's happening. And then you upload them and they go mad. So why not yeah. just keep, keep doing it? Yeah, yeah. So fun times. That's good. Cool. Yeah, I haven't done one of them do? in a while. Oh, yeah. Need more. What do you mean? Need more of him in the background just doing nothing, just having a good yeah, time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, everyone loves him on my freaking Instagram and everything. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, you don't even like social media, hun. I'm like, <laughs> but everyone loves you. I'm like, <laughs> he's just like but a yeah, feature. Just, yeah, literally, he's just like, oh, I just bumped the engagement up this week. I'll just put you in something. <laughs> oh my god, how good! So you're actually a dance teacher. What did you do before? Like, obviously, um, like you have a fair bit of income and stuff like that from Instagram, and um, you do vlog. Like, yeah, I I checked out your YouTube channel. You obviously do vlogs and stuff like that. So you have some. Um, different sources of income and what did you do before the whole the reels the reels thing started kicking <laughs> off for you yeah so I I mean like I'll tell you a little bit about like my background I grew up dancing and doing gymnastics it was like my whole entire life um, I went to a performing arts school called Newtown Performing Arts but I dropped out when I was like 14 because I just hated school like it just wasn't for me at all in the slightest I don't think I even went to school <laughs> like I look back on the amount of days I actually went and I'm like hmm not quite sure what I learned 40 percent um, attendance rate <laughs> yeah literally so I ended up dropping out when I was 14 and then I decided to dance full-time um it's like I guess you could say it's like uni or whatever but it's like for dancers yeah so I danced full-time um and then while I was doing that, I worked as a dance teacher and like just at the studio that I grew up as. Um, and then after I graduated, I worked professionally as a dancer for, I'm going to say like two, two and a half years. It was the best thing ever. It was incredible. I loved it. But I literally just got to the point where I was like, I'm done. What are we like, talking about yeah. professionally? Like we're talking backup like, dancer. Um, yeah, like, like so I toured with like Ricky Lee and like a few other Aussie artists. I would do like all the Mardi Gras shows, X yeah. Factor, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it was amazing. Like it was such a good experience. But when I was in full time, I actually met my fiance. So I've been with him for 10 years. Um, and I kind of just got to a point where I just needed a bit more consistency. I don't know if you know. I mean, you might know a lot about the creative world. Oh, it's not honestly, super it's consistent. Like, it's not consistent. I, before Mr. Consistent, I had a um, a brand and marketing agency that was. Um, I didn't know where my next paycheck would come from, and I didn't know yeah. where my next client would come from, or whatever it was. You, you know, you work day to day, week to week, and you kind of you have a bit of a schedule, but yeah. It, it, it can get pretty rough when you 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 go on tour and then you don't know when your next tour is or your next gig is or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And like for me and my fiance, we were at that point, like kind of talking about like, what are, what are we even doing? Like by that point, we were together for like three, three and a half years. 
So we're kind of like, what are we doing? Do we want to start saving for a ho- like a home? Do we want to go on a holiday? Like what, what are our plans? Yeah. Um, so yeah, then I just kind of stopped dancing. And after that, I decided to become a personal trainer which I literally did nothing with. I just got the certs and I was like, cool, thank you, bye. Train, you, train yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then I started working in childcare, which I still to this day, I'm like, how? Why did I do that? But it was great. Like it was a great experience and I did it for quite a few years. And then I left that and then I became an F45 trainer. So like, hello, personal trainer. She came back in a couple yeah, of years <laughs> And then after that, I started managing hospitality again yep. which was so random but it was great experience like I loved it I feel like I learned a lot working in hospital especially managing hospital as well I feel like it's just a whole nother world um and then yeah in 2019 I got fired it took me such a long time to say that I got fired but I got fired oh no <laughs> it was the best thing that could have freaking happened to me like I literally after I got fired it was pretty messy like I'm not gonna lie I was sad I was it was a mess and I was like applying for jobs and every time I would apply for jobs I was saying to Aaron I was like it just doesn't feel right I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know what I want to do and at this point I was like kind of working on social media like I was getting gifting collabs and stuff like that I think I was sitting around four thousand yeah, like it, we use heaps of we use heaps of like that micro level, yeah. I guess, micro following, and you get really good results out of it because if it, it's heaps more genuine, so I, I can understand totally. why people would have wanted to use you for sure. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, I started. I spoke to my fiance, and he kind of gave me a year. He was like, "You've got a year to make it work. If it doesn't, get another job." Shout and I was out like, okay, fiance. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, like let's see what happens." And then, yeah, within that year, I. I, yeah, I think I reached 30,000 by December that year. So it was just like nuts. Like it just grew so fast. Um, and then, yeah, within the next year after that, I was at 60,000. This year has been a bit slower um, for certain reasons. It's been an odd year. <laughs> it's I a, haven't it's been a consi- as committed. It's a, it's a consistency thing, right? Like it's, yeah. yeah. Um, and it is it is taxing because the more you give people, the more they want to see and then when you stop yeah. giving it to them, they become unloyal very quickly. They're like, well, yeah. it's not persons or who's the next hot thing or whatever it is. You know, people move. They, yeah. They've got very short it's attention spans. It's funny as well. Um, it's funny, like so many people want you to be really open on social media and share your whole life and share the ups and downs. But the minute you share the downs, like this year I've shared a lot about like my depression and stuff. And every time I share something about my depression, I lose like a good 200 followers, which is fine. Like followers aren't everything, but it's just interesting to like have the people out there being like, share more, share more, share everything, share this, share that. We don't want the perfect life. We want the real you. And then you do it. And it's like, people are like, "Mm, we don't want to follow someone who's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just really interesting. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Because they talk about it like, you know, Instagram being a highlight reel and people using it as a highlight yeah. reel. And then you get, um, you get obviously, like as I said, you just get people hammering you for more and more and they want it more organic and they want to yeah. know more about your personal life and they want to ask you questions and answer inappropriate questions and then you answer the questions <laughs> and they're like, ah, not yeah, for me. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what it's been like this year. It's been a really um, – really strange year but like a massive growth year for me when it comes to my social media because I feel like for the first two years I was very like follower focused and like 
people pleasing focus I guess you could say without being like a massive people pleaser but a lot of what I did was for the people whereas this year because I have gone through a lot of personal stuff it's kind of made me take a step back and be like okay who am I doing this for like I can't keep growing and I can't keep going unless I'm doing it for me yeah so it's been like a big big growing year for me which has been really nice like it's kind of just been a slow year and I'm not complaining <laughs> because next year's going to be hectic and I don't even want to think about next year yet. Like Next year's going to be mad be nice. when, it, when everything yeah. opens back up because you've kind of, I guess, hit your stride in the um, in the area where you can't leave home. You can't go – like a lot of influencers, a lot of people, like they – I've had heaps of them in the studio here and they're always like they, they strategize about travel influencing and going to destinations and being able to make content in other places which you haven't been I guess able to do because COVID hit like back into you know 2019 like so you haven't been able to do any of that kind of stuff yeah. you kind of thought about that or started I guess even like strategizing where you want to because it's a business right like there has to be some sort of plan there has to be some sort of focus and and what you want to do and like I guess brands you want to work with businesses that you want to work with and things you want to achieve personally through those channels yeah um totally so I guess like for me um obviously like we might talk about it a bit later but I have like I postponed my wedding three times so we're up to our fourth date so the only thing that's really on my mind right now is just getting this damn wedding wedding done, done. well we're not even calling it a wedding anymore like we've completely just changed the whole vibe of it like it's called a love weekend um but yeah so pretty much like 2022 looking at my socials the whole like first two three months they're really just going to be focused on that um and I feel like there's a lot of people in my community who have been waiting for that yeah because it's been since 2019 that I've been talking about this (laughs) you've been breaking their Um, hearts COVID's been breaking their hearts your hearts and their hearts (laughs) I know so I feel like a lot of the first half of the year will be um very much like love weekend content my fiance and I we kind of want to break the stigma of like a wedding um that's like one of our main priorities is breaking that stigma and showing people that like they can do what they want for their wedding and if they don't want to call it a wedding if it doesn't feel like a wedding if they're not religious or if they're not traditional if they don't have that family background like you don't have to do what society tells you to do I bloody love it because that's what I do. I love it. Yeah. So we're like having a big like three-day party. Like we have so much planned. Like I cannot even express how excited we are to share with everyone what we're doing. And we get so many questions about it being like, can you tell us this? Can you tell us that? I'm like, no. I'm like, just wait till after. Like, trust me, it'll just be so worth the wait. But we've literally just created a weekend for us. And like I said, we want to inspire people to do the same. Like we live in the 21st century now, like gone are the days where you have to do what people tell you to do. Um, And then I think like for the rest of the year, like in terms of my socials, I kind of just want to keep being like me. I feel like obviously I said last, this whole year has been like a massive growing point for me. Um, And then in September, I lost my nonna who was like my best friend. She was the most incredible human ever. She was 101. She lived by herself three up until three weeks before she passed away. Like the most positive person, remembers everything, remembers every single memory. Like she was just the most incredible human. And since losing her, I feel like my whole mindset on like living has completely changed. 
Like I'm not living to just survive. I'm not living to work. I'm not living to just take each day as it comes. Like I'm actually like living to create memories and to create moments that will last forever and stuff like that. So I think for my socials, I kind of want to show people that you can live your best life. You can still work. You can find, you can be a boss bitch, but find that balance between still going out and getting fucked and having fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like finding that balance between like being healthy and living a really balanced lifestyle, but also just like creating memories that last forever because life isn't a rehearsal. You only get one life. And the way that I want to live it from here on out is creating those memories and inspiring people to do exactly the same. So yeah, for me, my socials, I feel like from when I first started to now, I'm in a very different mindset with it, but I'm a lot more content and I feel a lot more freer with where I am now in terms of my socials. And another thing that I've learned is like people are either going to love you or hate you. And that's fine. That's cool. I don't love everyone. God, you know, I can't expect everyone to love me if I don't love everyone. Um, So that's one thing that I've learned is to just really let go of the expectations of what people expect from me and more so just putting out things that are really genuine to me. And if they don't like it, that's cool. Because as long as I support the decision that I made, I support what I said, I support what I did, then that's all that really matters. And that's the best thing that I can do in life is just back myself, post what feels right for me. And yeah. And I just want people to, I don't know, like I said, losing my nonna really changed the way that I think about things. So I just want people to really just like take a step back. Like just There's chill. a lot of things. We all just There's a lot to of things. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss on it. Like, uh, really, oh, yeah, no, you know what? When you, hear, when you hear something like that, like it, there's things that can put life in perspective, like that can really yeah. like go, radio. I I've been taking this shit way too seriously. And for me personally, it was um, the birth of my daughter. Like that, that to yeah. me, like all the things I was stressed about and all the things that I would, you know, normally worry about, they, the day we had her, like it felt like a, my body was just emptied of um, all those things, you know, like I, I just had, yeah. it put so much things into perspective of like, I didn't need to be at that meeting or I didn't need to do that thing at that time. Or I didn't, if I didn't want to go to that person's house for a barbecue, I didn't have to go to that person's house for a barbecue. Like, but you would do the people pleasing thing. You'd be like, yeah, mate, we'll come over. Blah, 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 blah. But it, it just, it really does put things into perspective and it, it's good to have those kind of, you know, resets in your, in your yeah, body, in your 100%. mind, in your, your feelings, in your emotions. Yeah, it's like no matter how sad I am that she's not here anymore, like she was walking me down the aisle and everything. Like mm. she was like my human, like not even my dad's walking me down like she was. Um, so as sad, as sad as it is, I'm also extremely grateful. And like I kind of like I want to do her proud. Like I want her to look down and be like, fuck yeah, like Emma's living her best life. Like look at her like living it up, like making those memories. Like I don't know, there's just, I just feel like my whole mindset completely shifted in the best way possible when I lost her. So it's like she kind of like as much as she passed away, she's kind of put like a bit of her into me and I'm like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) That's refreshing. Yeah, so it's really cool. You've been with your partner 10 years. Like, do you guys, what's he do for work? What's, what's he doing that it's allowing uh, you to have the year of your life and get, get things sorted? <laughs> Besides know, sitting in the I back know. of content and making you go viral when he's in the back of content. <laughs> 
So he is a um, project manager and fire sprinkler designer. Yeah, right. So it's a little bit niche. Um, that is a but niche. But he loves it. Yeah, so he's been doing that for almost 10 years as well. He started there just after we started dating. Um, but, yeah, 10 years. I met him when I was 17 in King's Cross in Sydney. <laughs> Stop it. Where do, where do you – about to your base? Are you, are you based out of Penrith or are you just a Penrith fan? No, I'm in Penrith. Yeah. I am a Penrith girl. Up the- yeah, up the Panthers, up the Penny Panthers. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? Tell the the tattoo thing that you got. Like I, I quickly oh saw God. like a real sound. Was like you just got that um, banged up on the grand final night, and then got a tattoo crossed out or something, and then Panthers tattooed over the top. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a tattoo that said "Boss Moves," which was actually um, a podcast that I've had previously, and it was with one of my best friends at the time, and she was one of my bridesmaids. Um, but Two weeks before my hens weekend, she stole all the money from my <laughs> hens weekend and then did a runner. <laughs> I know it's nuts. What? It's like a movie. It's like a movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and we haven't spoken or heard from her since. And this was in 2020, February. <laughs> I can hope it was worth um, it, lady. <laughs> oh, I know. So I crossed out. So yeah, I crossed out the boss moves. And then, yeah, when Panthers won the grand final. One of my friends has a tattoo gun. So Aaron and I were like, let's get a Panthers tattoo. Like, woo. And yeah, I got Panthers. Your Panthers supporters are mad, like proper mad. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't even say Panthers. It says Panthers, P-A-N-F-A-S. <laughs> I know. And everyone's like, you're going to laser it off. I'm like, no way. I'm like, nah, that's funny. Like, you love Like you got heaps of tats, hey? Like what? Yeah. What's it? Yeah. Do, you, do you design them all? Do you just choose them, or you like? Nah. You just randomly like walk into walk a into shop it. and we're like, yeah. and go that. Yeah. Really? I walked in January this year. I walked in and I walked out with like ten new tattoos. Wow. Didn't wait. even tell Aaron. Like I just went by myself. Just, I was like, just okay. came home with them. Do you just yeah. like? Like, do you love the artwork? Do you love the feeling? What is it about the tattoos? I just like, like I've, I've only got one. I've only got one, and it, yeah, and that was very sporadic, but. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like if anyone who knows me personally will be like, oh, she's got another tattoo. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, she's doing that. Like, I'm just very sporadic. Like, I just don't really care. What was Sometimes, the first? Did like, you get one for the first one or did you get six? No, I got I got my eyes first. So I've got like eyes uh, on my yeah, wrist. Yeah. I got them when I was 17 when I met my partner because he was like starting a sleeve and I was like, oh, what a badass. I was like, I'm going to have to like, take my mum with me to get like the papers signed because I was underage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then, yeah, it just kind of happened from there. And then like my sister started getting them as well. My dad hates them. Every time I come home with like a bit of glad wrap on my skin, he like looks like he's about to pass out and cry. And I'm like, oh, dad, you'll get over it one day. I'm like, oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> my dad is like hard against tattoos and the one I've got, oh. like, it's it's my, da- my daughter, I got my daughter to write her name and I got it tattooed on my, it's something like really thin. Yeah. But he's like hard against tattoos. Like if you ever come home with a tattoo, you're out of the wheel, you're out of it, like fully like would just rinse me. And then I came home with it and he was like, because it was her name and it was her writing, he couldn't blow up. He so couldn't get like, mad. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get mad because he's his granddaughter's handwriting on my arm and he, yeah, pretty funny. Oh, no. <laughs> no, oh, God. Feeling. My dad wishes he had a say, but he just doesn't. We're, we're household of girls. <laughs> he gets no so he's say. just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, have I do love bro- tattoos. Have you got brothers and sisters? I've got one sister. You got brothers and sisters? Just tattoos? one sister. She's older. Yeah, she's got tattoos as well. 
And then like my fiance's whole family oh, have dad. tattoos. Poor dad. Like mum and all. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. But I, I don't know. I don't know what it is oh. about them. I just feel like I couldn't even imagine myself without my tattoos now. Like it just, they're just a part of me. It's very like it. I, I don't know. They look, they look like I look, like they look cool. Like I love it. Yeah. Like I've got a friend who's got her arms done. Like I've got mates again. I, re- I really like as a, I like I draw all this shit behind us bits and pieces. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy seeing people's cool artwork on their arms and kind of expresses and makes, makes people who they are, I guess. Yeah, totally. I just think maybe sometimes I need to stop and think before I get certain things. Like I literally <laughs> have the root finger tattooed on me and I'm like, oh, that was great. And it's like literally on my arm, so visible for everyone. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm literally sticking my finger up at everyone who walks past me. They're the funniest like, tattoos though, like the ones that we like, is <laughs> anyone you got like we conversation started like, have you guys got any shit tattoos? And then they're like, yeah, I got, most people have shit yeah. tattoos now. I feel like. Yeah, I have let's get smashed on my leg with an avocado. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a <laughs> weekend. Like, it's just so I'm just that friend. Like, I just every time I'm out and I've had a bit to drink, I'm like, let's get a tattoo. I'm like, this is so much let's fun. Let's go. <laughs> I'll be the nervous guy in the background being like, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> yes, Emma, fuck, okay. Fuck, I, I fuck, hopefully they're closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, now we're hunting to get an open one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, oh, this one says on Google Maps it's open. We're sweet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not into peer pressure, but I will pressure you to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I just want to touch on like the lockdown thing because like obviously yeah. like, we touched on a little bit. Like that shit was so, so gnarly. Like I was living in Sydney. Uh, when was it? I think I moved back late 2019 or maybe early 2020. We're living in Paddington and it was when like cops, like when it first all kicked off and cops were like knocking on people's doors and like if you had people at more than their allowed people over and stuff like that, they were, you know, handing out fines and we live like there's a uni down the road and there'll be uni students having house parties and it was, you couldn't go to the park and all, like it was just, fuck it was shit. Like, but then you guys went into a way worse version of that. How like... How do you even cope with that kind of stuff? Like not being able to get gross, like get groceries or like see your friends or, you know, like I can't even start to think about what that was actually like. Yeah. So for me, um, like the first lockdown that we had in Sydney, it was kind of like a bit of a novelty, I guess you could say. It was yeah, like I we've never fence. really experienced. Yeah. Like I jumped the fence at Bondi really to go surfing and it was like a joke. Like it was like, yeah, just jump yeah. the fence and get like. <laughs> But then it got heaps serious. Yeah, so this one for me, um, I guess like I started out okay in lockdown before it got like super, super strict. When it got really, really strict, that was when it became really, really hard for me. Um, I was really lucky. One of my friends, Erin, lives in an apartment by herself. So I was her singles buddy, um, which people on our social media didn't want to believe that at all. I had cops come to my door multiple times being like, we've had another complaint about you and Erin. And I'm like, I'm her singles buddy. I'm like, we literally have signed like the government documents to be like, I am her singles buddy. Yeah, people online were like still reporting us and saying all this stuff. So having like cops rock up to your door when you know that you haven't done anything wrong, like mentally, that's like, like my heart literally like sunk through my stomach every time the cops would rock up here because I was just like, do people really hate me that much? Wow. (laughs) 
Like I would not be stupid enough to put something on my social media if it was like illegal. Yeah. Um, but, and I also felt sorry for the cops. Like every time they came here, they were like, we're so sorry for wasting your time. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Like, you know, you have better things to be doing. Um, so that was a really hard part of it. The other really hard part of it was not seeing my family. So um, my sister is actually quite sick. She suffers with like an eating disorder. She's had it for a very long time now. And my mom is her full-time carer. Um, so I usually spend quite a bit of time with my mom to kind of like, not take her mind off everything that's happening, but like, cause I don't live at home. I'm kind of the distraction that goes there yeah, to yeah. entertain them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so not being able to see them was really hard. And then obviously not being able to see my nonna was really hard. And then obviously she passed away while we were in lockdown as well. So that was just horrible. Um, but for me, I growing up suffered with really bad, um, really bad anger issues and anxiety like really, really bad. I was medicated. I was seeing people like pretty much my whole childhood and early teen years. Mental health runs in our family really, really bad, obviously like with my sister, my mom as well. But this lockdown was the first time that I've actually like suffered from depression yeah. and the first yeah. time that I've like fully admitted to it. Um, and it was because my partner actually said something to me and he was like, this has got to stop. Like you're pushing people away. You're blocking people out you're not speaking to me, you're not having conversations with people, which is really odd for me because I'm such a out there, like always want to like organize things. I want to go out. I want to do this. I want to do that. So when he noticed that he was like, I think something's going on. So I rang my mom and I was like, I think I'm depressed. Like that was the first time that I fully said it. So then, yeah, I went to the doctors. I'm on meds now. I feel great. Like I'm such a big advocate for it. I feel like mental health is so much more welcomed these days um so if I can be open about it on my social media and show people that you can still like live your best life but still suffer and like yeah, absolutely just to like you know like I'm so proud to be taking my meds like I'm not ashamed of that at all if it's going to mean that I'm not just surviving through life and I'm actually living my life then that's the best thing for me and I'm so proud of that and I want other people to know that that's okay as well um so yeah lockdown kind of brought out a lot of like dark stuff in me but also at the same time I look at it as such a positive I'm like really grateful for it because I feel like if I didn't go through all of that and hit those really like low negative dark spaces then I probably wouldn't have had that mind shift that I was talking about earlier yeah, so like as yeah. much from my nonna it's also a whole mix of things it's me admitting to the fact that I have depression it's me admitting to the fact that like life was really fucking tough and shit for a bit there but like I can get through it and yeah. if I can get through it, anyone can get through it. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm like super open about it, but that was kind of lockdown for me. And it was just, it felt so lonely and, you know, I love Aaron so much. We're like best friends. We are always with our friends and stuff. Like we have the best times together, but even we would look at each other and be like, shit, we feel so lonely. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> my girls and he missed his boys as well. You know, like, you know, being in a relationship is amazing, but anyone who's in a relationship knows how much you have to have other relationships as well. So it was really hard. It was tough. Like the, the simple art, yeah, the simple yeah. art of like even hugging and kissing and like all those kind of things with people <laughs> is just like, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because like you know you read like a lot of the articles and stuff, and they were always really worried about introverts and 
you know, their social skills and this, like they're going to be damaged even more and what. But a part of me is like, what about the extroverts? Like, what about the people who don't enjoy being in four walls? What about the people who rely on relationships outside of home or rely on going out and making memories and doing that kind of stuff or rely on keeping busy? Like, sometimes I'll even just take myself on a date to the cafe and I couldn't even do that. Like, yeah, and just hang just out. Just little and, things. Yeah, I'm like, look- I would actually be more worried about those people because their whole world has literally just been turned upside down. Like, they can't move, they can't go anywhere. So it was really hard, but I guess it kind of like makes you not take it for granted. Like, Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. kind of what it was the first thing you did, like when lockdowns lifted, besides going on a picnic that you're allowed to do, what was the first thing you went and did? <laughs> I um, I don't know if you've seen on my socials, but there's a place in Penrith called Bombshells. It's like a oh, they, Yeah, I'm pretty sure they serve our stuff mis- there. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, um, like really, really good friends with the owner there. And I literally, it was like 10 a.m. And I was like, I'm coming. I was like, I'm getting my hair done. I was like, I want a cocktail ready on arrival. I was like, I want it all. And I literally just spent my whole day there. But it's funny because like I spent my whole day there and I went home that night and had the biggest panic attack because I was like, oh, it was a really big day. And I was like really stressed and like overwhelmed. And it was just because I hadn't had a day like that in so long that I was like, oh, crap like just felt good yeah like being out yeah. about, but then like fuck is this are we uh, kind of scary yeah like are we are we going back to normal are they gonna shut the shit down again or like yeah is this like false, it was is a it really false strange hope? yeah it was a really strange feeling um but i mean since then i'm out all the time now i even get people on my instagram being like oh you're drinking again and i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> i was like hun i was like <laughs> I've been locked down for this long. I was like, I'm living my life now. I was like, I'm taking full advantage of the festive season and I will be having fun. <laughs> Before this new variant comes in and kicks out. Well, oh, I know. I know, 100%. Absolutely. But, yeah, so it was, it was pretty hard. And like I said, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but it is what it is. We got through it. Um, and even, like, for me, it was probably one of my darkest times of my whole entire life. Like, I actually don't ever remember a time in my life where I've been that sad or like that depressed but I'm proud of myself for like getting through it and I'm proud of myself for being able to like speak about it and let people know that it's okay because I can assure you there are so many people out there that went through exactly the same thing that I did throughout that lockdown and they would not be speaking about it so if I can just help people be a little bit more aware of how they're feeling and let them know that it's okay then I Absolutely. will, even if it means people don't want to follow me because I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, honestly, I like I lost a friend to that exact problem in yeah. COVID, like um, depression, um, all that, like, and he couldn't handle it. Like it was, it was yeah. that simple. And like we tried and tried and talked and talked, and like there was still obviously there's still a stigma around, you know, not really like touching on it, not really talking a whole lot about it, but um, yeah. It, it's so important to check in on people and make sure that people are doing okay because you just never know. Like you literally never know. And people go silent, you know, the people that are struggling, they tend to go silent. Yeah. It's funny. It's the day that I kind of admitted that like I was depressed and I was really sad. I was like bawling my eyes out that same day. I had 21 bouquet of flowers delivered to 21 of my friends so yeah. I was getting all these messages from them being like, oh, my God, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Like, I love it, blah, blah, blah. Yet there I am behind the scenes, like, bawling my eyes out. But that's just who I am. Like, I'm such a giver and I'll always, like, perceive myself as such a happy, like, positive person. 
but yeah, that was just kind of breaking point for me. I was like, no, I like, I can't do this. Like (sighs) I can't keep putting myself out there like that for people to ignore how I'm actually feeling. So it was a big wake up call. That's what it was. It was just a big wake up call. Wake up call. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to play a little card game here. Yeah. I think you've chosen a couple of questions. At random. Yeah. Yeah. But one, two, three, four, five. What number do you want to choose? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let, there's five, did you say? There's five. Let's so start with ch- three. Let's start with the middle one. Being caught in the act. Oh. <laughs> what <are we> <laughs> Jesus, never have I ever been caught in the act. Can I have a little sip of my drink? Yeah, 100%. Be right back just sipping my drink. (laughs) Mm. Okay, so, yeah, I have been caught in the act. Um, Oh, this is bad. I was young. I was like 15. And I was at home and it was on Australia Day and all my friends were sitting out in the lounge room and my dad and mum were cooking us dinner. Oh, my like, goodness. I came in to say that dinner was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that person. Oh my poor my little God. Italian dad was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's Oopsies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Madness. Oh, love do you want to do another one? Me. Yeah, sure. All right, number between one and four. Mm, uh, two. Uh, gone. Viral on TikTok. Oh yeah, my f- fucking Panthers tattoo. Oh, did that go like how many? How many we talking? I think it got like not like viral, viral, but I think it got like um, I think it's like at three hundred thousand or something. But really? like everyone was tagging like all the NRL like companies and like oh, all the stop news it. companies and stuff, and I'm going no. I'm like everyone needs to stop. I'm like I don't want to be <laughs> in the news for getting a Panthers tattoo. I'm like surely not. And then. Oh, I also went like kind of viral for another video. I literally uploaded it like two weekends ago. I did like a dance with my fiance, our best friend, and my father-in-law. Yeah. And I put like text on the screen and I was like, when you're the only girl invited on Lads Day. Oh, oh. my <laughs> God. The comments on this video are nuts. Like... I've- I went viral for all the wrong reasons. In this, I year. love the the, com- <laughs> the comments. The comments is what gets me going. Whether the views is whatever, but when you're getting like hundreds of comments, that's the yeah. shit. You know, you know, it's good when people are like, tagging their friends and shit. <laughs> no, I was like getting comments like "pick me, choose me," or like "we all know how this story ends." I'm like, that's my father-in-law. I'm like, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> people on TikTok are brutal. Like, they are. it's funny. It's so funny. The youth. <laughs> The youth of Australia, yeah. the youth of the world, then, yeah, actually, they are like, ruthless. They are. They have no filter, no boundaries, no nothing. Like, it's actually nuts. I'm like, sometimes I feel old and I'm only 27 and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't remember being like that when I was 18. Like, yeah. it's, it's nuts. It's full on, eh? Yeah. It's but then, yes, on. a lot of, like, my dancing ones have gone viral as well, which is fun. They're Amazing. always fun. Well, Emma, yeah. I won't take too much more of your time. Thank you so much for coming on and having a chat. It's like it's obviously amazing to have a chat to somebody like you who's gone viral and has like a really beautiful perspective of life from recent events and lockdowns and all those kind of things. So it is it is really nice to get uh, somebody else's perspective and how they go through that stuff and get over it, you know, or not get over it but get through it. 
get through it yeah totally I think yeah I just think it's important like you know the influencing world is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger which is kind of scary because it's like there's so many more people in the industry the, now that in the aren't ocean really sharing or yeah or aren't really being open about things so I'd rather just be true to myself and as open as I can and if that helps one person then that's enough for me cool like I'm happy with that yeah beautiful Amazing. Yeah, well, thank you can, for having can, me. That's a pleasure. So where can people find you? Is it uh, your handle on Instagram's at Emma Claire, double I? Yeah, Emma Claire. the double I. And what's yeah. the t- what's And it's it? the same, same the TikTok? on TikTok. And I think it's the same on YouTube, just Emma Claire. Yeah. There you go. Go check it out. Go check her yeah, videos nice out. Yeah, nice and easy. Give me a follow, guys. Give us a follow. <laughs> like, click, and subscribe. Is that what they yeah. say on YouTube? <laughs> Give me some love. Like Show me some love please. in the comments. I'm going to be sitting in my bath tonight with a red wine, like looking at all these follows come through. Like, oh. <laughs> <Woo>. How good. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me, though. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Go show the shake up some love and stay connected. Don't forget you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. Also, jump over to our Shake Up Cocktail Gang Facebook page where you can find out who's coming up on the podcast. And if you've got questions for them, I'll ask the bloody questions. You can also use the code SHAKEUP for 10% off on mrconsistent.com.au. Thank you so much for listening and just remember, shit that's fresh.